You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson. And lately, I have been on uh, this kick uh, from a strategy standpoint, but also on a technology standpoint, uh, science and data and things like that. And I've been thinking a lot about whether or not you can accurately predict deer movement and if that will in fact get you out in the woods and give you better chances based off of some kind of algorithm or science science backed data or things like that right that will actually tell you whether or not you can get into the woods and predict deer movement and actually get success from that predicted deer movement and so uh, I have Matt Drury on the episode today and we're going to talk about DeerCast and and if you guys haven't heard anything about DeerCast it's been out for a little while now and it is a a hunting app that has predictive uh, 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 an algorithm that is said to predict deer movement and uh, we get into that topic today we talk about you know the the birth of DeerCast we talk a little bit about uh, what the algorithm, what what's in the algorithm without getting, giving away all their secrets. So we talk about how to use it and so on. And so I thought this would be a really good episode for you guys um, to, to take a look at and see if something like this might be right for you. Um, I know that I'm a skeptic of sorts when it comes to things like this, but at the same time, if there's scientific backed data that support it, then I, I, I like that answer. I like that kind of answer. So um, stay tuned and listen to what, uh, you know, listen to what Matt has to say about DeerCast, man. I think you guys will, will enjoy this episode, especially if you're a data nut like me. I think the, there's a lot of statistical information out there that says, hey, man, if this is happening, let's say like if a cold front comes through, guess what? You're probably going to see some kind of increased deer movement. Now, certain research may not show you that per se, but hunters who spend a lot of time in the tree stand will tell you right now that that probably has some kind of impact on on deer getting on their feet and moving around a little bit more so 
you know, you take all of that information with a grain of salt and you apply it to your hunting strategy. And I, I think that's what DeerCast is trying to do here. So, but, you know, Matt's going to get in, into that. Before we get into today's episode, though, we got to thank our partners. First, uh, first on the list, Tethered. If you're looking for a, a saddle company that not only has great a great product line, right? They have platforms. They have climbing sticks. They have uh, an awesome saddle. They have all the accessories you need and all the information to learn about how to get into saddle hunting. Go check out Tethered. Uh, Tethered and uh, all of the people over there, really good people. And uh, they, they want to share you know, saddle hunting with you in a way where it's not like, hey, if you're not saddle hunting, you're going to lose. They want you to add it into your arsenal of other weapons when it comes to, you know, approaching mobile deer hunting. And uh, so that's how, that's that's the approach that Tethered goes with. And I really like I really like that. And that's why I like working with them. Next, we have HuntStand. HuntStand has been around for a while now and they're very popular i mean they have millions of users on their deck and so you don't get millions and millions of people using your hunting app unless you're providing them with a level of functionality that goes above and beyond anything else that is out there and that's what hunt stand has man i mean it is just this awesome way and i talked about it in a nine finger chronicles episode with aaron warbritton recently just about documenting what you find on the landscape while you're scouting while you're hunting you know and that data can be reached and pulled from every single year and then you can start to see trends and then you can say well man you know last year at this time when these conditions i you know i can go in here and you can maybe forecast how deer move on your property and you can say okay here's a rub line Oh, here's here's the wind directions. Here's the access route I need, I need to take. You document all of that, and and uh, it's just this journal of information that you can pull from throughout the year. Not to mention, it has up to date satellite imagery. Uh, it has all the land information that you could want. Uh, you know, land ownership, all that stuff. So, uh, if you want to find out more information about HuntStand, go visit HuntStand.com. Lastly, and finally, I got these guys on, and what I'm going to say is probably. One of the best interviews that I've done on the Hunting Gear podcast in a while uh, is with the guys from Annihilator Broadheads. And uh, these guys are very passionate. There's a lot of research and development behind their head. And uh, they're, they're, dude, I loved the conversation with them because as a business owner, they saw and they believed and then they applied all of this information and out came uh, the Broadheads that you see on the market today and the science is there and the the results of the data collection and all that stuff is there it's a it's a pretty awesome it's a pretty awesome broadhead and and the the science behind it is is cool to listen to man and i really think everybody who's looking for a a broadhead should definitely consider definitely consider uh an annihilator man they they're it's just a cool unique design that nobody else on the market has so uh annihilator broadheads go check them out and i forgot to mention sn20 is the discount code 20 percent off for hunt stand forgot to mention that but we're talking about deer cast today sit back relax open your ears and then you know hit me up let me know what you think about uh, predictive deer movement apps like spartan forge like 
deer cast and I think man there's probably I think there's one more out there that I'm not necessarily remembering right now but let me know if you think that this, it has a place in your hunting strategy if they work let me know if you've used these apps and if they do work uh, and I I would love to hear feedback from that so hit me up Instagram Facebook uh, hit me in the DMs, whatever, and what we can chat. Maybe maybe I'll even get you on the, the podcast to talk about your experiences with predictive deer model apps. So, all right, deer movement apps. Yeah, so there we go. Matt Drury, DeerCast. Enjoy. All right, on the Hunting Gear Podcast with me today, Mr. Matt Drury. Matt, how we doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so here we are in july where's the excitement level right now for the upcoming season oh it's starting to peak yeah. <laughs> it, it's one of those deals once you pass fourth of july as, as i'm sure all your listeners know man it just really hits home and yeah. i uh just started putting all my cameras out and uh we, we've been feeding like in the county states where i can feed i've been putting out analogic so starting to finally put cameras over those piles to see what kind of growth we have and um it's it's just once you start getting those first pictures of you know of a good buck you're like oh man it's it's on yeah it's here yeah there's a productive problem with me when it comes to work and velvet trail camera pictures this time of year because once (laughs) once i get the velvet trail camera pics then the brain switches from how i make money to shooting deer and and then it's not good for really anybody yeah, I, I hear you. And with, with us, it's that's the unique thing because how we make money at yeah. Drury Outdoors and, and how we hunt, and it's all intertwined. It's all yeah. interconnected. So for us, it really never stops. And we're always thinking about how to improve, whether it's the habitat, whether it's moving a blind or a stand 15 yards, you know, to get a, you know, b- based on that, you know, uh, visual that you had, you know, the, the trail or whatever it was from last season, we're constantly making improvements and changes and it kind of goes into everything we do. Yeah. Um, so it never really ends for us, but for me personally, once I start getting those pictures, you know, and, and it's changed a lot for me with the, you know, cell cameras, I use Reconic cell cameras and getting that information at your fingertips nonstop, it has really changed how I view the season and the kind yeah. of the, obs- because you're right. Like, you know, you might be sitting there, you know, at dinner and, and with your family and all of a sudden you get a, a ping on your, your phone and something's hitting and you just, you can't, it's like Pav- Pavlov's dog. You can't look away. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah, for sure. Is there a deer that gave you the slip last year or you passed last year that, uh, is is on your mind right now hoping shows up for this fall at some point yeah there was so i primarily hunt a couple leases that i picked up through the years and one of the leases uh i picked up last year and it's a unique piece of property in missouri it's just outside of st louis which is where i'm based out of and it had an absolute showstopper of a whitetail on it. it it has several good deer on it but it had one that was easily, you know, in the seventies, maybe the eighties. And he obviously captured our attention and focus, but last year was the first year hunting this piece. And the piece had a lot of unique sets of circumstances 
that made it a little more difficult to hunt. The landowner that bought it, um, he had just bought it last year. And that's kind of how I got in on the lease. But part of the deal was I was paying for the lease, but I was also setting the farm up for him and he was also able to hunt it. And so that was unique. Um, he ended up killing a 174 inch mainframe eight pointer like three days into the season. I was in Kansas and I sent him in on, on a spot, you know, based on some MRI on the cell cameras and he killed this buck right out of the gate. Well, there was an even bigger deer an even better deer if, if, if you could believe it. <laughs> and that's the one I had focused in on. Well, he was just very difficult to catch up to. And the landowner was building a wedding venue on the front end of this property. And that was kind of all part of the deal. And um, once that construction started, which was right in November, it really changed that deer's patterns and habits. And about the time that I was starting to figure him out was about the time construction happened and oh. he disappeared for a little bit. Yeah. So we know the landowners around us. We, you know, it's a good community of people that are pretty like-minded and we don't think anybody has killed that deer. We've heard word that some farmers in the neighboring properties are seeing a giant in velvet and we kind of feel like this is him. So yeah. I've tried to take cues from Mark and Terry and, and see how they've been successful over the years. Specifically, Mark, he gets aggressive when the time matters the most. And so if there's a certain deer, and I, I see Terry doing it right now, there's a big deer that is on his farm that he's after, and he's moving blinds 15 yards. He's replanting plots in different ways to kind of uh, encourage deer movement into certain ways. And so I thought to myself, if I'm going to have any shot whatsoever on this deer, we have to make it happen. We yeah. can't sit back on our heels. And, and I knew that he was in there in the early season. And once the rut hit, he was kind of gone. So yeah. we went in and we actually, uh, the, the guy, the, the owner of the property, he owns an excavation company, had some equipment there from the wedding venue. So we took that equipment and we carved out a hidey hole food plot, maybe quarter acre inside the timber where I kept getting foot um, cell camera pictures of this deer, whether it was right, you know, right as he's going back to bed and heading back into the timber or, you know, it was always kind of the wrong timing. Yeah. And so I thought I need to create a food plot and try to get this deer to come to me and stay there, you know, or, you know, something to give them a reason to be in this spot and then stay there for whatever, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is, as he's cruising back. Yeah. So that's what we've done. We've carved out the plot and uh, we're going to plant it here, you know, coming up in a, probably a month or so. And we'll see how we do. It's, it's, my gut instinct was if I didn't do it, there was no way that deer was going to travel across these giant fields where the wedding venues were and head over to our other food plots. He was just on the wrong side of the farm. So yeah. uh, get aggressive and do our best and try to, you know, I'm going to pretend to try to be a marker, Terry. I'm going to try to be a <laughs> I think at some point we all wish we were, right? Exactly. Right. All right. So hunting gear podcast today, and we're going to talk about deer cast um, when, when I think of hunting gear and equipment, you know, for the most part, I don't think of, uh, an app that is on your phone until, you know, the, the smartphone era when, you know, hunt stand comes out or, um, Onyx comes out and now we have 
all this data in the palm of our hands and it just makes things easier for us, right? And so what, what we have here is is this this DeerCast platform that you guys have, have created. So at the very highest level, what is DeerCast? So, you know, Mark and Terry obviously have been hunting a very long time. I think combined, they have something like 90 years of combined whitetail hunting experience. And if anybody's ever seen any of their shows or specifically the show 13 on the outdoor channel, you know, or even the videos back in the day, they've always been very informative. They've always highlighted the mistakes that we've made, but the, the tips and tactics on how they succeed. And these guys are ever evolving. They're constantly evolving into, you know, into better hunters. And still to this day, they're making improvements and adjustments. And through the years, they're, they're very analytical guys, both of them. And when you, you know, through the 90s, they really started getting very serious about whitetail hunting specifically. And, um, and then, you know, the early 2000s when trail cameras really started coming out and becoming popular, the, it, it helped them kind of piece the puzzle together when they sat in the stand from, you know, here in Missouri, September 15th through uh, January 15th, they might only take off one handful of days and that's usually around holidays and so they observe that these deer are moving based on certain weather variables at certain times of the year and it kind of changes based on the phase of the season well that's what the show 13 is all about or 13 different phases we kind of break it out and say hey a deer does you know this during this time and here's some tactics to try to get on that deer and, and harvest them well we took that a step further and you talked about you know, having this information at the palm of your hands and you're right, hunt stand and on X and they're, they're kind of the OGs in that world. But we felt like we could create a predictive model based on where, weather variables in your area. Cause Mark and Terry, they'd sit there. I mean, if you were ever in camp with them all through the nineties and the two thousands, weather channel was always on the TV and it was the same forecast going over and over and they'd look and they'd look. And then, you know, once the internet really became popular weatherchannel.com wonderground they'd look at those hourlies and they'd study barometric pressure and cloud cover and all these different variables it's all weather related and they put a plan in place and how and and where they wanted to go hunt based on these variables and when they would even go hunt whether it was morning or evening or afternoon or or, or whatever so finally technology caught up with what they had been doing manually for years. And we felt like we could aggregate all this data into one place and create an algorithm that pumps out a prediction based on your location and based on these 13 different weather variables. You know, things like moon phase, things like cloud cover, pressure, you know, there's, there's all types of, of, of instances that go into the prediction. And so, Back in 2016, we started toying around with the idea. We built it in 2017 and, and beta tested it for an entire year, made some tweaks and adjustments, and we launched it August 28th of 2018. Within a month's time, there were 50,000 people in that thing. And by the end of the year, you, you know, we had a half a million people had downloaded it and it just took off from there. It, it took off like crazy. Yeah. And the app it gives you an hourly breakdown and we we basically break it down in a very easy to understand way so 
is it a great day to hunt, a good day, an okay day, a poor day, a bad day? It's those, those are the basic breakdowns. And there's kind of a color chart to that. But you want to go into the hourly then, if you want to, you could go into the hourly and you can look at all these weather variables that we go to three or four places to find. And we, we put it all into one. And then Mark and Terry did an interview. There were several hundred interviews they did for every phase of the season and every weather variable. And if you want to understand your deer cast prediction in the hourly section, there's a place where you go in, you click that understand my deer cast, and it will tell you with Mark and Terry doing the interviews, what and it populates it by importance. So if that day cloud cover in the early season is important for deer movement, that's the first interview that pops up and you can hear them explain why in that phase it's, it's important to have these certain factors and what type of cloud cover you're looking for. And it goes through all the variables down the line. Yeah. So if you really want to understand deer movement and what's really in that algorithm, because the algorithm, there's only three people that ever see, have seen it. Well, four, me, Mark, Terry, and the guy that built it. And it's, it's more or less our, you know, our KFC recipe. And if you really want to, you could go in and, and look at those understanding your deer cast and look at the hourly, and you could more or less put together a general idea of how it works. You, you, you won't know the variables because we're constantly changing the variables for each weather um, point, depending on what phase it's in. But more or less, you get a great idea. We're, so it's an extension of what they were doing in the 90s with the VHS titles and then the DVD titles. And then what we did with the TV shows. We're still trying to teach the hunter out there, no matter what your level, the things that we've learned over the years. And by we, I say Mark and Terry because it's, you know, I'm yeah. still at a novice level and, and working my way up. But it's amazing listening to them talk about this and sitting there and, and, and building this app, how much I've been able to learn and put into place on my own. And so I think that's the, the general overview of what DeerCast as an app can do. The basic beginning part of DeerCast yeah. is all around the prediction and that predictive model. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to predictive models, right? Um so the, I'm going to use a, a company like Spartan Forge, for example. They also have a predictive model when you should go yeah. out and, and hunt type scenario. And I believe that their predictive model is based off of collared deer movement throughout certain parts of the United States. And, and so um, it's using that information. Now, for me, I look at something like that and I go, well, in order for me to value get value from that collared deer movement that collared deer would have to be on the properties that i have access to hunt okay sure so so because deer do different things at different times and if they're all the collared deer are in let's just say ohio but i live in iowa how does that relate to me right Correct. so from the the predictive model that you guys have how how specific is it to region, county, city, maybe even property? Yeah, so it's it's based on your location. So when you go in there, you set your location and then it's going to pull. So we utilize APIs, basically uh, weather channel type companies. We use their data for the weather inputs and, and we pull that and 
paired up with our algorithm and prediction. And so we use the top of the line weather data and it's what, so say you go in and, and you're in a really rural area and you pick your, you know, uh, Bible Grove, Missouri, and you, you say, this is the town that you input that town as your location. Well, at the end of the day, it's going to pull from the next nearest weather you know, vein or station or whatever. And that's where the closest weather is going to come from. Now, with the company that we use, they have a predictive model in and of itself. And that's how you get, you know, weather detail that you do from a, a regular weather channel app or, you know, a Wonderground app. They, they, they have a predictive model, an algorithm that kind of spits out hourly forecast details for all locations, whether there's a weather vane and a weather station there or not. So it, it's tied into that. So it's pretty accurate because it's as close, it's whatever the closest nearest, you know, point to your location is, that's where it's pulling from, the weather data itself. So from that perspective, it's pretty spot on and it's changing hourly, like it's updating yeah. hourly. So you in the, the field and an afternoon hunt and it was giving you a, a good, you know, leading into the hunt and then you go back and look at that hourly when the hunt ended and it changed the great or changed the poor or whatever. It's because it's, it's updating it nonstop. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. So when it comes to like, I'm trying to think as a computer or, or an equation or a program right now, if I don't know, if rain is in forecast or if cold temps come are coming or if barometric pressure is rising plus certain moon phase or whatever that then it would tip to the get in the tree stand side of things right so if we have high heat if we have um i don't know high heat if we have it being actually a, a time of the year like september 15th and it's hot outside then for the most part, and this is just my experience in the woods, deer, deer aren't popping out at, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon to, to, you know, go to a field edge. So from the, from all these predictive, you know, from this predictive models, what are the, what, what does the equation look like as far as the categories that go into this predictive model? Well, I'll give you some for instances. I won't give away all the details, but for instance, September, like what you just mentioned, it's, uh, you know, if you're looking at average temperature for the year, you know, for that day, for any given day, the average temperature, we kind of feel like we know what's going to make deer move based on average temperature for any time. So in the early season, say it's the average temperature for September 15th in Missouri, you know, at any given spot might be 78 degrees or 83 degrees or whatever the average temperature is for that spot for that time of year. Part of the algorithm will take that and there's a weighted system. And we know like based on the algorithm, based on Mark and Terry's observed movement, it's X amount of degrees below that is a positive influencer in deer movement, gotcha. right? one weighted element cloud cover in that early season cloud cover in the late season is a killer you know you think late season cloud cover they just don't move as well they like that high pressure sunny day because it's cold and that you know in those days it helps them move well in the early season cloud cover that's a positive attribute because it gives them some relief from that 
you know, high heat than temperature. So there's a weighted value to that. And that goes into the algorithm. Those are a couple of the factors. Uh, uh, barometric pressure in the early season versus the late season. If you really study it, you see in the late season kind of a certain level of pressure that you got to get to before it's considered a high pressure for late season. Yeah. And then all the deer move. But really, it takes a little bit less in the early season to get to that mark. So all those things are, are weighted and, and all those exact numbers are in there in that algorithm. And then it's, it's weighted within the 13 weather variables as to its importance during that phase of the season. Okay. I got you now. All right. So then talk to us a little bit about how, you know, once a guy gets this uh, on their phone, how to properly use it. Yeah. So one thing I always like to say for out of the gate, this, this is one more tool and you hit it at the front of the, the podcast here. It's one more to, tool in your arsenal. If you, you know, if you use it in conjunction with other things, it's going to help your odds. Ultimately, what we can't control is outside influences, you know, cause all we're doing is pulling in the weather data and pairing it up with our algorithm and based on observed movement, giving you an idea of what the deer should do. Generally speaking, I can't tell you, what access you took to get to your spot. I can't tell you if you hunted the wrong wind direction. I can't tell you if dogs ran through your property or if your neighbors saw a, you know, a tree down on the fence line. Like those are the elements outside influencers that we have no control of. Um, so, so that does have to, we do have to kind of say that out of the gate and hold on. Sorry. We do have to say that out of the gate just so, you know, it's kind of a disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, that's a no-brainer. But in general, when you first get the app, you go in there, you sign in, you set your location. And, and to give people an idea, there's a free version of the app where you get just that day's deer cast prediction. But then there's some paid tiers. Pro is $9.99 a year. It gives you five days of the forecast. It gives you some other cool features. Elite is $19.99 a year. It gives you a 10-day forecast. It gives you the revolutionary deer cast track, which is a deer recovery tool, which we should hit at some point. Yep. And then we're launching a mapping service inside DeerCast. We just launched it a couple of weeks ago. And so there's two additional tiers, Elite Plus at 50 bucks a year, and it gives you all the mapping features that we have in one state parcel data. And then 75 bucks a year. And that gives you all mapping feature, 14 days of the deer cast prediction and, um, and all states parcel data. So, so just kind of set you up there from the get go, but say you're a free user, you go in and you set your location. You could set as many locations as you want. And, you know, say you have a couple different properties you hunt, you could set as many locations as you want, and then you can dive in and switch back and forth to those properties to, to see exactly what the prediction is for that specific property. Once you dive in there, um, like I said, there's a, there's a daily forecast that kind of gives you a very 30,000 foot view of the, the main features, the main forecast features. It, it tells you what the prediction is. So say it's a great day. So it'll give you a little green bar and says great. And then it'll give you the daily average temperature for that time of year the high, the low, I think uh, barometric pressure, and there might be one, uh, one other element there. And so say you want to get 
a, a very detailed view of that, you just click the tab over, it says hourly forecast. You click that, and then here's where you can really dive into the hourly prediction and see exactly what the movement is. It'll show you cloud cover. It shows you any rain or precipitation events. Like it, it, it really dives in great detail into the weather variables that make and matter, make the sense and matter the most to a deer hunter. And so you can click a button that says understand your deer cast, and that's where Mark and Terry will explain exactly what each variable has to do with that phase and your specific spot for that day. So gotcha. hour by hour. Gotcha. Yeah, so that, that, that's a real broad range, but the app has a news feed in that front end where there's daily articles from a stable of deer cast riders that we have. Um, there's journal entries from uh, the consumer users at home. It's called the fan share where they can put their content into the app. And then we share the best content into the main feed for everybody to see it. Um, there's content from Mark and Terry, of course, you know, the Drury Outdoors team. If, if Mark kills a 190 inch deer on November the 1st, you could bet by November the 2nd or 3rd, that full rough edited hunt is in the app and you can see it right then and there at no, at no charge. I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. And, and the reason why stuff like that matters is because you can kind of see the information and the reasoning by why they're succeeding and why the team's succeeding at certain times of year. Cause you could about watch a weather front, go through the Midwest and then out to the East and you could follow the success trail of the team along the way. It's amazing. Yeah. So on this, uh, the mapping portion of the app, when you say like, uh, parcel data, we're talking the same type of data that people that are available on other apps, like, uh, um, you know, uh, the name of the property owner, the boundaries, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's, but ours is broke out by plot data. So it's provided by uh, a company that gets it from the counties and the state levels. Yep. And so it's unlike Onyx, and we, we've been partnered with Onyx for years. Great, great mapping resource. And they've, they've created some sort of program where they actually connect all the plot data to make it one landowner. But most of the other apps out there, all the other apps that I've seen, they they go by plot data itself. So yeah. you say you had 200 acres, and but the county shows it as different 40-acre blocks. Yeah. Well, that's the the plot data will show in our parcel information. But it will show you parcel information. So county records, basically, it's your name, your your tax address and uh the county it's in and the amount of acres that are that's in that plot gotcha. so it's a little on x but basically the same you know the same um content yeah and then the ability to you know drop waypoints and collect data that way through a, oh i was out scouting and i found a, a rub or a scrape or, or here's where my tree stands and trail cameras are allows like all the waypoint data is there as well Correct. So you can place your waypoints and then you can actually add media to your waypoint. So you say you come across that, that rub and you put the waypoint down and then you take a picture of it and you store it with the waypoint. Cool. Um, yeah. And then we're currently working on the share feature. So um, by the beginning of the season, um, I believe we'll have the ability where you can share those waypoints with other users. 
um, much like, you know, much like the other apps do. Yeah, absolutely. Any, anything else? I and mean, we've talked about the predictive model and the forecasting like that. We've talked about a little bit of the mapping, anything else in the mapping portion of it that someone may find interesting, whether they're a, uh, a landowner or, or lease properties and they can do the fo- the food plot thing or someone who may be a public guy who's stomping through public. Yeah, I think as you look across the the app and what it can do for you, the thing that probably sets us apart the most from anyone else out there is our rain station feature. And, you know, rain precipitation is so important to a hunter, to the whitetail, to the forage, to mass crop. I mean, it's, it's key to everything regarding whitetails. And so, you know, we've like everybody else out there, we've had about three or four different apps that we use to get all the data we want we want to combine all those things into one. And so that's where maps came into play. But then on top of that, this rain station feature. So you place a, a rain station, much like you would a waypoint. So you got a farm, are you, you're on public ground and you want to you know, know how much precipitation has happened on that public ground to, to understand what kind of mass crop you're going to have, you know, what kind of acorn crop you'll have or whatever. You can go in there and any 365 day period, you can get all the way back to 1980, you can find the rain totals for any given area in the country. So for instance, you know, I'll, on my farm, it's a little different than the scenario laid out, scenario you laid out because it's not public ground, it's a a piece I lease, but I'm gonna plant a food plot and I wanna put a rain station in the day I planted on that plot to know exactly how much rain that I've received on that day from then on through the, um, not only that, but in rain station, it predicts out two weeks in advance. So say you're wanting to plant your plots or say you're the public land guy and you're wanting to plan your hunt, you know, your vacation time, you can look out two weeks in advance and it's going to give you that virtual prediction on what kind of rain totals you're going to get. So maybe our, you know, maybe you're trying to, um, get right in front of the front so you can go find out exactly how much rain you're going to get and then look at that hourly detail back in the deer cast prediction and time out exactly when you want your vacation day um the rain station is key i mean it's definitely key for the guy that's looking to food plot but i think it can be applicable for any deer hunter you know once you're in the season as well because once you're in the season I'm constantly looking at the extended forecast to see when I'm going to get rain or precipitation. And, you know, usually that that's accompanied with a front of some kind. So those things become really key to you. So say you got public around your hunting, place a rain station there, and then you can manipulate those dates at any time you want to see how much rainfall you've gotten and how much you're going to get in the next two weeks. Yeah. And one thing I like about that is, and I learned this from some some absolute slayers who go on their out of state trips, you know, whether it's public or whatever. They always look at snowfall totals and they look yeah. at rainfall totals in the spring to see what portions. It's almost like a drought indicator uh, of sorts, and they're able to take that data. And over time, they look at that and they go, "Okay, well, there's more rain in this part of the county, so I'm going to go head up to this portion of public." And sure enough rain totals equal you know healthier deer herds throughout the spring especially out west where it tends to be a little drier and so they're they're able to to look at that data 
nowhere to go and say they've just uh, throughout the years have had better success in areas that have had more rain throughout the or more precipitation throughout the winter and and spring. Yeah, that's a great case usage. And, you know, I actually I just before this podcast, I, you know, we have a, a Dre Outdoors podcast, the 100 percent wild podcast. Terry was on it talking about that very thing. Yeah. He goes and looks at it from a year to year standpoint. That's why it's so critical to go back to 1980, because you can go to any given year and see what the year totals are. And if you're, you know, like this spring specifically here in the, the area that I'm in, it was a really wet spring. And if you look at your total for the year in years past, your average totals, and you're like, man, I'm like way ahead of schedule, there's a good chance you have a drop coming your way. You know, right now it's so dry and 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 no rainfall in, in the future. And you think, man, we got pummeled in the spring, but average levels, average rainfall levels are about, you know, whatever, 28 inches for the year. We're already at 20. I know that we're not going to get much rain for the rest of the year. So that factors into a lot of things, you know, vegetation wise and, and beyond. So yeah. it, it, there's a lot of different uses for it, but it's a handy tool. And it's one that when you get in there, you'll find yourself playing with that tool as much as any, I, I believe. And along with that, kind of coupled with it, we have Doppler radar. And um, as you're getting into the season, so if you are planting food plots, that's key, obviously, time in front, you know, watching them come across the country and, and knowing that you're going to get hit with it in a day or two or whatever it may be. But specifically, once you get into the season, whether public ground, pri private ground, knowing when that rain events coming through or then like you said snow or ice or any of that in the late season the radar like we beta tested this all last year and i was as addicted to the doppler radar as anything and it's a really clean it, it's two hours yeah. previous and two hours future and the reason why we stuck with that time frame is it, it gave us the cleanest doppler the best resolution so it's very micro dialed into your spot you can zoom all the way into your map and know exactly when it's going to hit you yeah now i don't know if uh you have an example of this but when it comes to the my success my personal success um throughout the, the bow seasons uh the the best success the, the 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 conditions that i have found the absolute most success in is in a period of time, let's say it's a 24, 48 hour, really healthy rain, not too terribly hard, but not really soft or spotty, but continuous rain for that period of time. I get into the tree stand when the last rain drops, you know, I'm walking to the stand, it's still raining. I get in the sand and it stops raining. I've killed more deer in that period of time under those conditions than anything else. And so, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a Doppler radar nut when the season yeah. comes you're 100 percent right it's it's like fish biting yeah. after a rain yeah you know it just there's something about it they get up the animals get up on their feet and you know they hunker down you know and they'll move and especially a light rain you'll see movement yeah but there's just something about especially if you had a heavy rain when that ends it's like the woods wake up you know yeah. and, and they hit their feet and uh ter terry killed one of his biggest deer of his life, you know, the biggest deer of his life for the longest time until last year, actually in Iowa on the same exact scenario. They yeah. ran into the stand basically in the rain, got in there, set up rain, stop giant deer, come, you know, came yeah. out in the, the food plot. So yep, absolutely. For that. All right. All right. So there's that. 
uh, now we have this this track feature. What, explain to us what that is. Yeah, so the, when we launched this, it was probably 2019, I believe, when we launched the track feature. So we have a anatomical 2D version of a whitetail. And uh, it's a, it's an artist rendering by the artist Ryan Kirby, who I, I'm sure. Oh yeah, he's been on this podcast before, or on the Nine Figure he's Chronicles. Yep. Fantastic, unbelievable yep. talent. Well, he, he he drew this whitetail, and then we have all the organs and the main arteries and veins. You can go to the exo, exoskeleton and tur- and turn that. Basically, you could turn the height on or off to see what's inside the deer. And then you have a cursor, just like you would if you're, you know, looking through a Leupold scope, you know, you got those crosshairs, you got this cursor, and you put it on the body of the deer where you felt like you hit. And for us, it's, it's, we have the luxury of looking back at video and really figuring it out pretty dang close. But in general, especially guys shooting lighted knocks or whatever, you kind of have a general idea where you hit that deer. Well, it then populates, again, we have a, an algorithm that does this. It populates a series of videos from our history here at Drury Outdoors where we showcase that exact hit or something that's very close to it. It might be 10 hits. It might be two hits, depending on where it was in the body cavity. But we'll have a hit close to that spot. And then we have four trackers that will tell you everything you need to know. So. We'll, we'll give you the example of that specific deer you just watched, how long, what, what weapon was used to shoot it, whether it was bow, gun, if it was a broadhead, what size broadhead, uh, how long the hunter waited till recovery, and we give you those details. Then Mark, Terry, and then really the two, you know, which, and they've tracked thousands of deer collectively over their years. But then we have Bobby Culbertson, who's the head guy down at Terra Wildlife in Mississippi, who's tracked three, two, 3,000 deer, you know, alone. And then tracker John Eagle, Engelkin, who is the, one of the most famous uh, deer trackers. He's got, you know, he's got hounds that he, that he utilizes uh, in the country. And these guys go and watch every hit and they give you exact information on what you likely hit, how long you need to wait until you go into track that deer, what kind of blood you're, be, you're going to be looking at um, and, and kind of give you every scenario and how deer, how far that deer might run. And the reason why this is important, a lot of people will teach you how to kill or get on and then kill a deer, but you don't get much information on how to then recover that deer. And anybody that's ever been in a recovery knows that's the hardest part because you know, you might be on your hands and knees and looking at specs or say you you thought you drilled one and, you know, you go in there too quickly and, and maybe you single lunged it. And we all know how long they'll run on a single lung hit. So knowing what you hit and roughly how to go recover the animal gives you an added advantage in your pocket in the field. Because we all know when you kill a deer, you call your buddies up and you kind of explain it. And you say, what do you think? You, you know, you, you get your brain trust of friends together and you probably got one buddy at least that you can count on to come help you track. Well, if you're in a scenario where you don't have that or you just want other advice or additional advice, here it is in the palm of your hand. And there's several hundred hits in the library that are a part of this equation. Yeah. Yeah, lots of, I can, I can definitely see 
this feature being a benefit of because I, I don't know i've done this in the past where it's like dude i thought i smoked him and maybe the angle wasn't right or or maybe i didn't get the arrow penetration or something like that and i should have backed out instead of went after well him. mark mark jury has this saying an inch can cost you a mile yeah and an inch either way on that hit can mean the difference a hard shot or you know a, a long track job yeah and really depends on how you go in and, and what you do next. So it's it's very helpful, and there's nothing else out there like it. I know just recently in the last few months, somebody has tried to knock it off and, and put it out there, but I've, I've looked at the version that's out there. It's just, it's just pretty basic. So yeah. there's some great information, especially from Tracker John and, and Bobby Culbertson. I mean, these guys are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to recovering an, an animal. So yeah. pretty damn helpful. Yeah. You know, Tracker if you were to have him come – you know, actually with his dogs, you're looking at four or five, 600 bucks, you know, so it might save you that too. You know, yeah. it might it save you having to go get a tracker dog. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, I could sit here and ask you, why would, why would somebody who's brand new to hunting find benefit from this? Well, it's obvious. There's a lot of information on this, on this app that would help a, a new person, uh, someone new, and use it find out you know just just all the data on here it would be very beneficial now what about someone who is has has been around the block who has several years of hunting experience has found success in the woods and um would say to themselves i don't need something like this what would you say to that guy in potentially picking up or using DeerCast? Uh, you know, we've, we've gotten that since day one and I, and I could totally see it. You know, it's, it, there's a, a lot of guys just like Mark and Terry that are very, uh, you know, qualified, unbelievable hunters in their own rights and, and, and have been doing it for years. And they know probably these, they have their own algorithm, if you will. I think what this does is it, A, it can validate your thoughts, you know, uh, our intuitions. B, it, the way that it's, we break it out and those weather variables in that hourly forecast, it is a very easy tool to go in and, and dissect and understand. So it, you know, people say, well, I get the weather channel for free. I get that app for free. True. But there are variables in here and, and items of the weather that we put in here and, and kind of peeled out the stuff that you don't that makes it a lot easier to kind of go through and make your decisions on what you, where you want to hunt and why. Yeah. And then on top of that, I'd say, you know, the articles, it's like having a, a deer and deer hunting or a, you know, a field and stream right there in your pocket and, and the articles are free, no matter what level you're on, you know? So there's a lot of good information there. I mean, it's just, it's a good hub for the, for the serious deer hunter to be able to get into and and help others too because it's a really it's a community in there at this point the yeah. newsfeed there's hundreds of thousands of users in there so there's a lot of people talking and it, it's just a it's a i wouldn't say safe place to be but it's a safe place to be it's not like facebook where you know aunt janine might not be a hunter and she's giving you crap because you posted a hero picture yeah you know it's, there, there are a lot of other things for a diehard guy that knows everything already that I think he could get out of it. Not to mention maps. I mean, maps, yeah. I think, to a new level and makes it even more of a utility, more of a tool, 
And having everything in one, sp- you know, one spot at the palm of your hand makes it pretty invaluable, honestly. Yeah. All right. So any last tidbits that maybe we missed or uh, functionality we didn't talk about that you think should be mentioned? Yeah, I think one of the one of the other tools that's really, really cool, it, we call it wind checker. And you set the crosshairs on any given spot that you're wanting to check the wind on, and it gives you a cone. And what makes this different from anything out there, we've we've created these animations and the cone regarding the certain wind speed. So zero to you know zero mile an hour and what your wind does at that point and then say one to five six to ten or what you know we go through these different wind speeds and the cone itself changes and how fast the wind moves changes based on that wind speed but on top of that we give you an an information portal where you can click that and, and i button the information button and it gives you a breakdown of how that affects movement how uh, the wind will affect what you're seeing and what it's doing to your scent or your scent cone. Um, on top of that, you can go on an hourly by hourly forecast out to five days on this wind checker. So you could plan ahead with it. It's a, it's a very neat feature to have. And when you're in the thick of the season, that was like Doppler. That was one of the things that I used the most last year was just seeing where my wind's going. Now what yeah. we can't account for would be like thermals, or topography yeah. um, just in the way this animation is basically a layer that's on top of the map, you know, the map layer. So we, we haven't uh, quite, you know, skinned that cat just yet, but it's, it's a very informative tool. It's just one more thing to help you figure out where you need to be going. Yeah. And so that, that's a feature that I, I definitely wanted to touch on. And then, you know, just real quickly, you know, we have a food plot area uh, tool. We have line distance tool. We have, path tracking, uh, offline maps. I mean, these things are, I think when we looked at doing maps a few years ago and we wanted to dive into it, obviously the space, it's very competitive and there's some great maps out there on X and HuntStand. And you mentioned Spartan Forge. I know they have like that their maps can change, you know, day to day. And it, it's, it's a lot of neat stuff. What I would say is our maps are, are great. Our, our maps are fine, but it's the tools that go on top of our maps, the layers, the tools that I think set us apart. And we're laser focused on the diehard deer hunter. So it's not only helping you with the predictive model, know when to go, but with the maps now, it's helping you pl- plan out and plot out your food plots, your paths in, sharing all that stuff. It, I mean, it's every step of the way from the beginning of the process to the end, all the way up to track. Yeah. It, it gives you everything you need. So we're really proud of it. And, um, and and we got tons of ideas and improvements to continue to put into those unlimited and, and elite plus tiers as we go. Absolutely. All right. If uh, people want to find out more information about DeerCast uh, or download the app, where should we send them? Yeah. So you could go to DeerCast.com or you can go to the App Store, Android or iOS App Store and uh, type in DeerCast, it'll come up for you. And if you go to any one of those spots, you're gonna get a ton of additional information on each feature, what it does, and uh, see some kind of real real life examples in there. So, um, of course, you can follow along with anything we're doing at Drury Outdoors uh, on any social channel at Drury Outdoors. 
uh, the Outdoor Channel and Sportsman's Channel for our TV shows. And, um, you know, we do a series called Deer Season. Uh, we started it last year, Deer Season 21, this year, Deer Season 22, where you're following along with our team, Mark Terry, the team, semi-live as it's happening. So if they're killing deer, we're putting them in deer cast. We're putting them over on YouTube and, and you can follow along uh, as we go throughout the season. Perfect. Well, Matt, man, I uh, really appreciate you taking time uh, out of your day to hop on and educate us about deer cast. Thank you very much and good luck this upcoming season. You too, man. I really appreciate you having me on. 